0: Happy Monday, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Game Day with the Gurus, your new favorite sports podcast. I am the Wildcat Guru, the host of the show. Today, I have a Pac-12 football season preview and prediction. Um, there's there's a few teams that I'm probably a little bit higher on than most. There's a few teams that I'm not quite uh, botting to yet. Uh, how I made my list is I go through everyone's roster. Uh, I look at uh, turnover. I look at statistics from last year. Um, I look at, you know, incoming transfers and the impact they had on last year. Uh, of course, coaching, you know, you got to take that into consideration. And then I look at other power rankings and uh, I go through different, um, different sites that, from all these teams that uh, where their insiders have said yes, you know we like this position group, we don't like this, we like that, and then I kind of uh, take everything into consideration and, and made my list. Uh, it's a lot of homework, a lot of studying, but I love doing it. And uh, let's get started. So, I think Colorado's gonna finish last. Uh, it's not a surprise. Uh, they got housed by the transfer portal. Um, I mean they they lost a lot. Uh, I believe they lost something like twenty something players um it could have been more. I know that a couple of their linebackers uh left uh about four three or four defensive pa- defensive backs including a uh, a bright star christian gonzalez he left um he actually transferred in conference which you know you hate to see being a you know as, as far as Myself, I'm a traditional guy I like the competition Loyalty And you know, you hate to see that But nowadays you never know Especially with the transfer portal And uh, you know, they lost A lot of experience on defense To a defense That was already ranked second worst Overall in the uh, Through the air And I think they were One of the top four worst On the ground In the conference last year so to lose half their starters uh, to the transfer portal to a defense that was already pretty bad is, uh, it, it's just, it's not a recipe for success. Uh, I do, I, you know, I don't know what to think of Carl Durrell yet. Um, he is their head coach. Uh, he has the recruiting class for 2023 training in the right direction. Uh, I believe they have about 16 overall commits for 2023 um it is top 60 top 50-ish in the country right now so that's good that's 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 good however uh you know losing so many players to the transfer portal is not a good sign uh for the trajectory trajectory of the program it's just not um and uh, they did replace some guys though and they they got a few key players in Uh, they got two linebackers that colorado the coaching staff are high on Um, one is a transfer from west virginia and the other has been there uh, for a few years and they both have some experience um josh chandler samito he has played 31 games Uh, over the last three seasons so as you can see there's they're getting some experience with him he's a uh, he's like a run stuffer he's more of a physical old school linebacker type Um, and the other one is Robert Barnes he uh, so he was a safety he was a safety he converted um, and he's more of a coverage type they think that it gives them a good a good flux of versatility um, in their linebacking corps, uh, especially after they lost three linebackers from last year's team, they they needed to go out and uh, get some good players. Brandon Lewis is uh, he's he's the likely quarterback that's going to be starting. Um, he's the good thing about Lewis is he doesn't turn the ball over. Um, I believe the last six games of the season he didn't have a turnover. However, uh, he doesn't he's not a game breaker. He's not a game breaker. Um, there was multiple games that I looked up that I saw where he uh, he didn't even break the 150 yard passing mark. Um, and uh, Colorado, in general, they averaged uh, I believe about 20 points per game in the Pac-12 last year. So they they lost some important offensive pieces and defense pieces. There's no. There's no question about it. I know they like uh, Alex Fontenot, uh, uh, running back. They have a couple of receivers that they like. Uh, they have three old offensive linemen that they do like. Uh, Brady, Russell, Frank Phillip, Casey Roddick. And, you know, they're coming off a 4-8 season. They lost a ton on both sides of the ball. Uh, I think that they win. While they'd be lucky to win two games this year, um i don't think they're gonna even get that far i think they went about one game this year and uh they have some key games on their schedule a few of them are at home so they're gonna have chances to uh win some of those games um but yeah last place coming in second to last place as who i uh I love being an Arizona Wildcat fan. I mm, 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 I love seeing the trajectory of that program just because of all the hell they gave us, um, you know, as Wildcat fans and where our program's been the last, uh, you know, a couple years. <clears throat> um, I thought it was funny that the football team uh, announced they would be having walkouts. Or walk on, excuse me, uh, trial for walk ons uh, because they gave us how about that a few uh, last year when Jed Fish how they uh, trial for walk ons. Um, however, so Arizona State, same position as Colorado, they got blitzed by the transfer portal. Um, they lost key crucial pieces. Uh, the Why they lost their leading receiver? Um, they lost a couple guys on, on defense. Uh, right now, ASU has five, five linebackers on their depth chart, five. Um, I, I've, I mean, I don't even know if I've ever heard of any, any team being that thin at one position. You know, a couple of those guys go out, and you're pulling from the safety position. You're pulling from the tight end position to, to fit uh, some needs. Um, I I don't know what to think about Emory Jones. I didn't see enough of him last year. Uh, he did turn the ball over a little bit too much for my liking. I do like the running back they got in the portal from Wyoming, Xavier Holiday. Um, he was he, I believe he was like a fourteen hundred yard rusher. Now I could be wrong on that, um, but I, I mean he's he's good and he's going to give them uh, somewhat of a presence in the run game uh, obviously jaden daniels he transferred to lsu uh they did uh, lose a couple linemen um they lost their best player on defense he is a linebacker named eric gentry um and then i believe they lost their best defensive lineman arguably their best defensive lineman uh jermaine loyal so they lost a lot they lost a lot. But like I said, they have Xavion Valaday coming in, um, who was, you know, he, he was really good at Wyoming. He was really good. So they they got a new, um, well, not a, yeah, new offensive coordinator uh, running the show. So that'll help him out. Um, and he can, you know, we'll see if he can get uh, Valaday and Jones, who, who can be a dual threat quarterback, you know, if he can get that run game going. Um, definitely getting Emery was was big. It was big. Uh, I know that they got, they lost a lot of wide receivers, but they did get um, a wide receiver from Vanderbilt um, who should be, uh, he should play right away. Um, and then on the defensive side, I mean, they, they lost a lot. I think they returned uh, three defensive starters, Um, I know that the secondary is completely turned over. Um, they didn't have any returners from the secondary. So it's, it's, it's going to be a rough going for them, especially since their defense was good last year. Their defense was really good last year. Um, they gave up the least amount of yards and points in the conference last year, um, so to return only three players from one of the best defenses in the Pac-12, it, uh, you know, that hurts. That hurts. And uh, I overall, the trage- trajectory of the program, I don't like. Um, I think that this could be Herm's last year. However, the one thing that is in favor for ASU is their schedule. Um, a lot of the tough home games... Or a lot of their tough games they have at home, including uh, Utah. Um, I believe that they play UCLA at home, uh, Washington. So they have a you know they have a few games against really good opponents that they play at home, and uh, I think that overall, about midway through the season, I, I think this team's going to start failing. Um, I think that they're going to start giving up. Players are mad about the NIL. Um, you know, players, the, the chemistry is just, it, it's it's not going to be in a good place. Because I don't see them winning a lot of games to start the season uh, with Oklahoma State, Utah. They, you know, it's, it's just it, a few things wrong. And a program in a position like ASU's right now is, um, it, it could go really it could go south really quick. Um, what's worse is they have six players committed to the 2023 class, least in the Power Five, absolute last place. Um, even being an Arizona fan, and uh, e- as much as I don't like ASU and that, that school, uh, you still hate to see a program go downhill so fast. Um, I I love football in general, so it, it's it's not good to see. You know, you don't you don't like seeing any program just go downhill that fast because uh, typically ASU is a good football program, and uh, I mean just the other year they won ten games. I mean they they were projected to win the conference or at least be at the top. Last year they won eight games, um, but they just lost basically their whole team. So yeah, they're going to finish second to last. Um, and coming in at tenth place, California golden Bears, uh, Justin Wilcox, I like Justin, and I was shocked that he turned down the Oregon job um he just he did, it didn't make sense like that is a destination uh destination spot you know that is a destination spot for a coach and he's young um he's already a West coast guy, so for him to turn down that job. It was pretty shocking, considering the uh, the athletic department at Cal. They just they don't put a lot of resources or energy into the program. Um, you know, Cal hasn't been good in a very long time. Last year they were five and seven, um, and you know this year I don't see them being any better than that right now. However, they do have a really good uh, defensive line. They have a few guys at linebacker that are pretty good. Um, they took one of Washington's, I believe it was Washington's best linebackers. So they have they have some guys down in that uh, down in the trenches. Um, we know Justin Wilcox; he loves to run the ball. So it, 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 we're going to see if Cal can can deepen that that attack, that run attack. Uh, we're going to see if they can. Um, you know strengthen their uh, devout should I say develop um, that offensive line and defensive line to make it even better because they they're a ground and pound team they are a ground and pound team and uh, last year they ranked uh, I think they ranked fourth in the conference uh, defensively and uh, I believe it they were top five in points allowed and um, in yards per play so they, they were top of the conference in all those categories. So they, they do have a good defense um, and credit to Justin Wilcox. Uh, however, they struggled with road games last year. Um, I think they won one game on the road. And uh, that's just, it, it's, it is tough to win on the road regardless, but to only win one game. Um, and the fact that Jake Plummer is going to be starting there. Uh, I just, I just don't like what he did at Purdue. Uh, he's average. He's an average quarterback, and um, when you have an average quarterback, usually your offense is about average in most cases. Um, and overall, they just—they lost a lot of starters too. Um, I think they lost fourteen or fifteen starters from last team from last year, last year's team. Um, I don't think they uh I don't think they get to six wins I don't think they make a ball game this year and Justin Wilcox his seat starts getting a little warm okay coming in at, coming in in ninth place, the Stanford Cardinal they were three nine last year um, I don't know what is going on down there with David Shaw. Um, I remember you know Stanford Christian McCaffrey days. Uh, Toby Gerhardt days where they were they were a, a unit they were a good solid football program that produced a lot of good players and they just had it just hasn't been the case the last four five six years um, and I don't see it being any different this year uh, last year they won two conference games that's it they won two conference games. Um, they lost their last six or seven games to end the season, and that's just not Stanford football. Um, the offensive output last year was it was inconsistent. Um, Tanner McKee is their quarterback. He is a he's a he's a legit uh, NFL prospect. Uh, they they like him. They really like him. They like his size. They like his arm. They like his potential um to what he could be, um however, last year he only threw for fifteen touchdowns you know it it's it's not a lot that's not a lot um they're going to need more this year because uh I don't see their their ground and pound type style um being as effective as effective as they would like it to be um last year. Stanford, uh, they went 3-2 in games where he didn't turn the ball over. So that's going to be a key. Uh, I'm going to keep my eye on that is how many how many turnovers is he going to throw this year? How many interceptions is he going to throw this year? Uh, a lot is riding on him. And, uh, you know, I'd love to see this program get go back uphill. Like, you know, Stanford football is a the thing. The last three seasons, they've won 11 games in the last three seasons. That's just not Stanford Football. Um I don't see them being uh any better than they were last year. I think they might win four, maybe five games. Um last year they were hundred twenty second and hundred and fourteenth in total offense and defense. So they uh, they did improve at some positions but you know when you're ranked that bad when you're statistically that bad uh it showed on the field and i don't think they can make that big of a jump on both sides of the ball to uh have them any higher on my list number eight the washington huskies uw last year they were four and eight um obviously uh you know they fired their coach they brought in kayla kaylin debauer from fresno state um and last year's team had some expectations they had high expectations obviously they didn't meet them um they brought in um quarterback from indiana and you know michael penix he has um chemistry with deboer from indiana and that could be uh it could be a factor um, I know he, he played well when he was at Indiana, he was good. He dealt with some injury issues. Um, however, this offense is, is a little bit, uh, different. It's going to be run a little bit different. I think the talent on Washington was better, uh, than it was at Indiana. Uh, they brought back their three freshmen wide receivers who all, they all caught at least 40 receptions for the year. So, you know, to bring back that kind of um, output is is what you need. You need to surround Michael Penix with um, guys like that, that, you know, they they all did good last year as freshmen, as true freshmen. And, um, you know, do, I like DeBoer. I do. I think he's a good enough coach to get this team to a bowl game. Uh, last year, he was 9-3 at Fresno State. Um, almost almost 10-2. They uh, they fought a really tough game against Oregon and um, they lost. I know last year at Fresno State, uh, they averaged over 450 yards a game. They averaged over 30 points a game. So he's bringing that type of out- offensive output uh, to a Huskies program that needs it so badly because that offense was boring last year. Um and I think this year it's gonna be a little bit different. Uh but it, you know, he's still gonna need time. He's got a good recruiting class coming in. Uh but they're not gonna be here this year. So I think Oregon finishes in that eight spot. Number seven, Wazoo. Washington State um and I like Washington State. I really do, but they lost a lot uh in that linebacking corpse the offensive line is yeah, it's a little, little bit shaky, and their secondary is also a little bit shaky, but Cameron Ward, if you guys don't know who Cameron Ward is, he is a QB transfer from Incarnate Word, and he is the real deal. Um, in Incarnate Word last year had the sixth best, sixth best offense in the FCS, and it was largely due to Cameron Ward. Uh, In the uh, semifinal game that they played, and I believe they played uh, Sam Houston State, or it could have been James Madison, he had like 400 some passing yards, five touchdowns. Uh, They lost, but he's the real deal. And people are saying, oh, but it's incarnate word. It doesn't matter. Jaden Delora transferred from Washington State because Cameron Ward was going to come in. And that just tells you everything because Jaden DeLore is good. He he almost led the league in passing last year, but he didn't want to compete with Cameron Ward. Maybe or maybe he just liked Arizona more and he wanted to transfer. However, either way, I I I don't buy the whole incarnate word FCS. No, Cameron Ward is legit. You you can see talent when talent's there. I rely on my eyes a lot. Um, and he passes the eye test. He's really good, and he's going to be a big reason why they're going to make a bowl this year. They also brought in Incarnate Word's uh, all-conference receiver. Uh, They brought the coach from Incarnate Word as well. So, I mean, they they robbed them. They robbed them blind. Um, And last year, just to keep going on uh, Cameron Ward and his accomplishments, accomplishments, He threw 47 touchdowns. He threw for 4,600 passing yards. Okay. And uh, the coach that Washington State hired as their offensive coordinator was his coach at Incarnate Word, Eric Morris. And they're bringing that offense and that production to Washington State. They also have a couple good receivers. Um, The problem is their offensive line is a little bit shaky. It's a little bit shaky um, their secondary they lost three starters and their linebacking corps they lost a few starters as well they did bring back um, I believe Robert Stone he was a all-conference defender on the defensive line I think he was first team or second team uh, they brought him back so they you know it's going to depend on his play it's going to depend on Ward Um, Can he even have half of that production in the FBS? I think he can. I think he can go for over 25 touchdowns and over 2,000 yards passing easily, especially in that offense at Wazoo. So i like them to finish seventh. Now, to my team, the Arizona Wildcats, I got them finishing sixth place. I have them making a bowl game as well. Um, And maybe I'm a little biased, However, this team loaded up on talent. Uh, it went and got out uh, really good recruiting class, um, top three in the Pac-12. They uh, they struggled last year a lot in close games. Um, you know there was games last year where they were at Eugene, uh, at Autzen Stadium, down by three going into the fourth quarter, while their quarterback had three interceptions. Um, They barely lost to Washington. UCLA wasn't that far of a stretch. Um, Utah was a 10 point game. BYU was a one possession game. So they played a lot of close games. They didn't get blown. They only got blown out. Maybe you could say two, maybe three games. Now they brought back a lot of experience Um, a lot of their better players from last year's team they brought back those guys have gotten better second year under Jed Fish and Jaden DeLora he is one of the main reasons why this team is gonna finish in sixth place and get to a bowl game Uh, Pac-12's second leading passer third in touchdowns 2300 yards Uh, I mean he did he was very good for Washington State last year Um, And he's got a lot of weapons. Jacob Cowling, Titora McMillan to throw to. uh, The offensive line, depth is not good. Um, Still questions the defensive side of the ball. The linebackers, uh, you know, some of them aren't proven. um, You know, but they have four guys that they're going to be playing. Um, Jerry Roberts is going to be the main guy to watch in that linebacking corps i think it's more of a question with arizona it is going to be the run defense um they gave up a ton of yards on the ground last year they were awful at stopping anyone in the red zone uh they couldn't score the ball in the red zone so those are going to be the things to watch out for uh for arizona they also gave up a lot of sacks That'd be about 38 sacks last year so those are the two things is going to be run defense and uh, pass protection uh, for Jaden. But I think they, they're, talent, they're talented enough to win about five or six games. And I think they're going to win six. I do. I like them to win six and to finish in sixth place. Now, number five. And this is where it, it starts getting fun. It starts getting a little bit tricky. Um, coming in at fifth, the beavers oh oregon state beavers like who would have thought that three four years ago that they'd be in the top part of the Pac 12 uh, i like them i like oregon state a lot they were undefeated at home last year i think jonathan smith is hands down one of the best coaches in the conference he has a great style of play an old school traditional i'm gonna run your run the ball down your throat and uh, it's, it worked for him last year. It, it worked. They were a uh, top 20 team in the entire country in rushing yards. Uh, they brought back four of their five starters on the offensive line. They brought in a couple transfers at the running back position. Um, and I think that, running, that run game is going to be very hard to stop very hard to stop i think they have a group of running backs that are versatile uh based on the trajectory of um everything they've done and i like i like oregon state a lot i like jonathan smith um their first home game at boise state is already sold out them those beaver fans are excited you know they haven't been good in a while they have a lot of high expectations for this year Um, And I think they win seven games. I think they could win eight. Um, The key games for them are going to be a home game against uh, USC. I believe that one's to uh, open conference, playing a home game at the end of the year against Oregon. Now, I only have them winning one of those games. They could win both. Uh, They were undefeated at home last year. Uh, For everyone who doesn't remember, they beat Utah last year at home by eight so you know they're this is a good team and they're really good at home and um i i like them i like them a lot and uh, last year they scored what like 30 points a game on average and i think they're going to be right around that average again they brought back their quarterback uh they brought back some wide receivers um they uh they did lose uh what's his name bj taylor um he is a, uh, he's a pass rusher. They did lose him. He was really good for them last year. Um, they lost to Sean Fenwick. He had four touchdowns last year and about 500 yards. So they, they lost they lost a couple guys, but I like chance Nolan enough to, to get it done. Uh, last year he had 19 and 10. Um, and then he had he had nine ga- eight or nine games with over 200 yards passing. And uh, I like him. I like this team um, I think they could be explosive. I think they could be one of the best offensive teams in the country uh, with, Without a doubt coming in at number four Oregon decks. I like Oregon's defense. Let me start off with that. I like their defense a lot um, They have three five-star players on that defense uh, Justin's uh, Justin Sewell Uh, Really good. Should be an All-American this year. Uh, Defense is great. Offensive line with TJ Bass, excellent. This is where it gets tricky. Bo Nix, I'm not so high on. Um, He has a TD to interception ratio of 36 to 19, which just, it's average. It's average. And Oregon should be really good at running the ball. They should be able to give him a lot of time in the pocket Um, I just I don't like him enough Um, and correction it's not a Justin Sewell it's Noah Sewell and uh, whose brother actually was like a top 10 draft pick from Oregon a few years back Dan Lanning has taken over that program now and uh, I love the hire you know coming off a national championship um, you know, with Georgia, he's young, he's, he's, he's hungry, he's recruiting. Like, I mean, he's recruiting. He's getting some really good players to go down there. I think Oregon's going to be really good uh, for the next few years. Um, as far as talent acquisition, they have the uh, most talented team in the Pac-12, but they did last year, and uh, they got absolutely beat down by utah twice um 38 10 38 7 so uh you know we'll see what Dan Lanning can do with the with the most talented team in the conference Uh, i like them to finish fourth and that's just because uh i'm not as high on knicks as most people coming in at third usc um we all know what they did in the portal we all know uh, what who they hire as their head coach? So I'm not going to go into that too much. Um, defense though, defensively, it's it's hard to predict where they're going to be. Um, they did like I like I said earlier, Christian Gonzalez from Colorado. They added him. Um, they gave they got a few other really good players. Um however I just don't know what Alex Grinch has. I I don't. Um it's it's hard to say. Uh you know last year they were one of three Pac-12 teams to allow over 400 yards a game. Um they gave up uh almost five touchdowns a game in conference play. They had the second worst defense. They had the second worst defense in points per game. Uh, that's just it. <sighs> That's bad, you know, and they added a lot of pieces to that side. Um, I think they're going to be a team that's going to be able to score 30, 40 points a game. Uh, and But they're also probably going to give up 30, 40 points a game. But I like Caleb Williams. I think he's a top 10 quarterback in the entire country. Uh, I think they probably have the best one-two punch at the wide receiver position, Jordan Addison and Mario Williams. And uh, I really like Travis Dye at running back. Um, the uh, thousand yard rusher from Oregon, Lincoln Riley is obviously recruiting great, and uh, they're going to be really good in the future. Um, I like them to finish third, UCLA. I like them to come in second, and it's the main reason why is because their schedule. Um, I think that their schedule is is probably one of the easiest or, or weakest schedules in the entire country. I do like D.T.R. Last year he had 21 and six, and uh, he just doesn't turn the ball over. He's a veteran guy. He's gotten better every year. He's been there. Uh, looks like Chip Kelly's starting to pick up some momentum. You know, he's starting to get back to um, his old ways as far as scoring the offensive numbers, um, how he likes to do things, and uh, Zach Charbonnet. He's the other reason why uh, I like them a lot. Uh, 1100 yard rusher Uh, I think he had 13 or 14 touchdowns and that one two punch on offense is is going to provide Cali with with uh, a lot of a lot of firepower to work with those two guys alone um, they got a transfer at wide receiver from Duke and uh, they got a few other guys on offense that uh, they replaced Um, last year they were awful in pass defense they were awful they were they weren't even top 100 in the country um however they got a new coordinator bill mcgovern um who's who, who's he's he's got a good track record looking into him um he's uh he's had some really good results in the off season. um obviously they got the two brothers grayson and gabriel murphy uh, at the dn position and um You know, if they if they played a tougher schedule, I probably would have had them coming in probably about fourth, maybe even fifth. Um, But they have a lot of games where they play at home. Um, Obviously, the USC game, uh, they do have to play at Oregon, but they a lot of their their winnable games are at home. Um, And then they have a few games on the road, like I was mentioning. Um, USC at Oregon where um it, it, they're going to be toss up games depending on how uh, how good the other teams are you know it, it, so they could easily win the conference i think because their schedule is just it's not it's not good they don't have a tough schedule um and then coming in at first of course the Utah Utes um obviously they won the conference last year 10-4, uh, they returned the best quarterback in the conference in Cam Rising, they have the best coach in the conference in Kyle Whittingham, um, they did lose Devin Lloyd, a linebacker, uh, great linebacker, really, really good linebacker, I loved watching Devin Lloyd, um, and then Britton Covey, they lost him on offense. And he reminded me of one of those Bill Balichek slot wide receivers. He, he just, he made so many plays. Um, he was so productive for them. Uh, however, they, they still returned enough to be really good. And the thing with Utah, they can lose guys like that because they don't replace guys. They just develop guys. And those guys that they develop, they take their spot and they're just as good. There's no fall off. They have probably the best defensive back in the conference. Um, last year, they gave up about 20 points a game. And uh, they're they're just they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. Uh, they did also lose Brandon McKinney and Vontae Davis. Um, but like I said, with Utah, it, it really doesn't matter who they lose because their culture is so great and strong. They just replace them or not replace and they just develop and replace should I say they do replace but they develop and replace and it just seems like they nothing nothing changed Um, and that's the sign of a great head coach and that's a sign of a great program and uh, obviously defensive line and offensive line they're going to be very strong Um, they're always the most physical team on the football field and uh, they have a few tough games this year. You know, they open up at Florida. Um, they they're going to start their season at ASU. Uh, they have to play at Oregon, which will be a tough game. They get USC at home. Um, they get their rematch with Oregon State at home. So they, you know, they're they're going to have a, a semi-hard schedule. Um, and I think what's going to, you know, what's riding on. A first place finish is uh is that game at oregon um can they win i have them winning that game you know they they beat oregon up back to back last year um and i don't see uh how oregon got that much better than what they were last year um i think that they're still really good like they were last year um however you know utah just they won what 38 10 and then 38 7 so it's it's um it's going to be tough for oregon to beat them anywhere just because um utah's so physical uh however oregon is uh they're 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 really running the ball and they're getting physical they've been playing a lot more physical these past few years uh, but i still like utah in that game i like them to win the pack 12. Uh, back-to-back championships for Kyle Whittingham hopefully a playoff berth I would love to see the Utes go to the playoffs Um, they deserve it Kyle Whittingham deserves it he's done a great job getting that program up to speed and um, yeah so the Utah Utes are your Pac-12 2022-2023 champions thank you guys for listening Um, I'll be having more videos This week, I'm going to be doing some Pac-12 basketball, maybe some key players. Uh, I might branch out and do some uh, Big Ten, some ACC. I'm just going to get all in the mix, and I'm going to start diving in and, and, and really, really getting this thing, really getting it in, as we say. Once again, my name is the Wildcat Guru. Thank you for listening. Have a good week.